Ladies and gentlemen, vegan boys and girls, kings and queens, and everything in between, welcome to the Vegan with Sky Show. It's Friday. Can you believe we made another week? No protein deficiencies. We made it through a whole nother week. People said I couldn't do it, but here we are. Is it so hard? It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all figures. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy that you're alive. I'm so happy that you're vegan. You know what? Today is Friday. When I started doing this, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go live every day for a month. That's the plan. I'm going to go live every day for a month. And then I was like, nah, nah, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to go a little bit longer. And so every Friday, it's almost like, man, one more week, one more week live every day, baby. One more week, we've done it. And it's six times a week, baby. It's six times a week, you little vegan beauties. And um, today, as, as we do every Friday, we have a nice chilled out, a nice chilled out getting to know you interview with, with a vegan activist out there. This week, we have Turning Veganese. Turning Veganese always makes me laugh. He always has a funny, a funny, my favorite thing he's done. So I, he does like the vegan... Um, the vegan zone or the vegan realm. He does the vegan realm where he tells vegan stories like, like twilight zone. I love it. He also did a musical parody of turning veganese that I thought was priceless. So I hope that you guys will all <laughs> welcome him with a couple green heart emojis or anything green in the emojis, please. Uh, anything green in the, uh, in the chat today, we're going to bring him on right away because the only thing that I could think of talking about that's in the news is all the legal stuff. As you know, legal stuff is, uh, always falls on Friday. So we've got a lot of stuff in the legal world happening, but it's all such a bummer, you know? And it has nothing really to do with veganism. So I don't really want to talk about it. We're going to talk about AJ. His name's his name's Armando, and we're going to talk to him. The turning veganese. I want to thank everyone who is a uh, is a subscriber already. Everyone who is a member already. Everyone who is a Patreon subscriber already. Thank you all for making it happen. I couldn't believe the outpouring of support with the memberships. I was like, I don't know what this memberships is. Why would I do it? I get into it. I worked really hard on making a cool little badge. For every single level of the memberships, I think they looked really good. And so that's what we're, I, I'm just super stoked that everyone got in there. Um, oh, look at this, all these green hearts. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, we're ready. We're going to bring a happy Friday, vegans. Thank you so much for being here. AJ, are you ready? Give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Here we go. Hey, welcome. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you were able to make it, dude. It's been a while since I discovered you, and I really wanted to, you know, get to know you better on the show. Right, right, exactly. Like, when, when you sent me the invite, and I saw, like, a calendar thing, and I was like, 
what the heck? Like the, the next appointment is not until like the August the 11th, like a month. Basically. I booked up. <laughs> <laughs> I booked man, up, man. Yeah, you're, you're very I, got, I have to be booked out ahead a bit because if I don't, <laughs> Um, people, because people don't show up, people, people mess it up. Even, <clears throat> even when I book that far in advance, people still stand me up and not very much, not very much these days, but when I was a really, like, I'm a, still a small channel, but when I was a baby channel, people would just blow me off, you know? Oh, and that was like, you know, so I started doing the whole, you know, like you get the email and the calendar invite and you get your day and you get your email, you know, it's more, it's more profesh that way. Right, you know? right, exactly. I was like, oh well, this thing is like it's real. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this thing is legit, you know, like it's... gotta be I, I'm too legit to quit, <laughs> AJ. Um do, do, do most people call you AJ or you just call you or or people call you Armando? Well, actually here's the thing, like nobody really used to call me AJ. In fact, that's not even my nickname or anything. It's just that I came up with that just for the channel. Just for so dear think, AJ? Like what? Dear AJ? I mean, sure, but that's just for, like, the channel. Because, I mean, that's my middle name, like, my first name and middle name in each. Post. Yeah. But that was just for the channel, something short, so that people could call me something, you know. Uh, but, yeah, like, no one calls me that. Just only on YouTube. <laughs> only on YouTube they call you AJ. But if you, like, walk out in the street, like, your uh, your coworkers or wherever, they, they call you Armando? Yeah, correct. No one calls me AJ. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's just a YouTube thing, yeah. Just as your YouTube thing, turning veganese. Yeah. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I like it. So then I'll call you Armando if you don't mind, because turning veganese Perfect, is too yeah. long to is too long exactly. to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you, you invented it. Looks like maybe you invented it for Dear AJ. Is that how you invented it? Was was for that piece, that segment that you do? No, I I mean since the beginning, I always presented myself as AJ because it was easy. In fact, in one of the Dear AJs. I answer this very question. Like I say, no, my this is my name, but you can't pronounce it. So I went, I go by AJ, but it's just a joke that, about my name. You can't His pronounce Armando. So <laughs> hard to pronounce because I make my channel in, in English. So I thought, oh, okay, English speaking people are going to uh, watch this, whatever. So I don't know, Armando is like too, maybe too much. So I'm just going to go with, with AJ. It's easier to, you know. Well, don't you but don't you live in like you, uh, you live in a state? You live in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. Okay, uh, I don't know what part of Texas you're in, but if you're if you're within a hundred miles of the border, most people can say Armando. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. I, I I do live in Houston, Houston, Texas. Houston. Okay, uh, not not a hundred miles from the border, is it? It's a bit further than that. It's right in the middle of the state, right? Houston. Yeah, something. I mean, it's kind of close anyway, but yeah. Yeah, not 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 that that far. I love Texas. What? How did you? How did you end up in Texas? Because you're not from Texas, right? No, I'm not from Texas. I'm not. Well, where where did where did you start out? How did how did we get our why 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 is the Amer why were the American shores blessed with this vegan soul? How did we <laughs> how did we uh, inherit this national treasure? Uh well, I was escaping from the uh, you know regime back home, so yeah. That's Back how home. I ended up here because there was already family members here in Houston. So that's how I ended up in Houston, Texas, of all places. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think most people will understand what's going on in Venezuela. Would you kind of explain what that means to escape the regime? Ah, yeah, I mean, I could explain, but I don't think people either 
they don't believe you when you tell them stuff. You know, they, they don't really believe that things could be so bad or something. What is basically when the government, when a certain government took over like more than 20 years ago, I mean, no, even more than that. Yeah, not even the millennium. Like at the, at the, at the brink of the millennium, basically, we had this yes, like the late 90s. guy, Chavez, yeah. you know? So Hugo, so Hugo Chavez, everyone knows in America because of 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 the of, people blamed him for the voter machines with the Trump. Do you remember that Hugo Chavez? Oh, man, was, yeah, those machines. Yeah, yeah. everyone hates <laughs> so, the machines. Yeah, everyone hates them. Yeah. So I think most Americans at least know the name, right? Because he was right, in the correct. news in twenty in twenty twenty. So, but he's he's a kind of a bad dude. Let's call him. Yeah. Yeah. To put it mildly, yeah. To put it mildly. <laughs> he was well, a dictator yeah. who did horrible things. Yeah, and... no, he was. And then he just, I mean, the thing has continued on with, with uh, successors and stuff. So it's been terrible all this time. And many Venezuelans uh, started migrating, something that Venezuelans weren't used to doing. Mm. So Venezuelans are very much like so... I don't know, they cling so much to their own thing, you know, they're not used to going to other places and stuff, but the last few years, it's been like that. It's been the mass exodus of Venezuelans everywhere. I think you could say that about most people and, and how they stick to their own countries and how they want to be in their own country, right? And then until something really bad happens and they're forced out. And so uh, you were, you were, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago when they, when that started up. So when yeah. did you come? When did you come to the United States? No, I mean I came to the United States just just a few years ago in 2019, okay. but I had already gone to uh, Chile and, and stuff. Oh, there. so I don't know. I, I came here after all that, but yeah, that's that's the thing. So I left my country like what six years ago already. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. So six years ago, you were gone, and then and then you were in Chile, and then you you came to the United States as a, as an asylum seeker or as a yeah. uh, correct yeah. yeah asylum seeker yeah. Wow, that's that's you know profound. I don't think any of us, it, probably most of the people watching this, don't have any idea of what that's like. So, um, living under an oppressive regime, uh, was that something that? I guess, it, you know, of course, in my mind, I'm already drawing parallels to oppression, right? And I'm wondering if if that is was kind of the impetus for your veganism, or how did that start? No, I mean, well, I don't, it could be because here's the thing, right? So I was always, the veganism thing, I guess what drove me to, to, to being vegan and all that is because I was always like about my individuality and, and about having control or myself so this regime or whatever it is i i never really liked any type of authority or something like that i was always like no i, I want to you know just be myself and not everyone have this control over me or whatever not a government or something like that so right. it was like maybe that's also when i saw what we were doing to the animals in that respect like hey they're individuals and we control everything uh, we control all their lives and even the fact that they are alive is because we bring them to to life just to kill them afterwards. Yeah, uh, like it's so it's we, it's it's just complete control from before they're even born. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Gary Urofsky said, like imagine if someone already decided the day of your execution before you were even born. Something, something like that. He says, right? So yes. I was like, yeah, this is totally true. Like I don't like 
I don't like like following orders or anything. And I'm basically subjecting these animals to to my ridiculous whim mm -hmm. because it wasn't even necessary when I found out that you don't even need to eat animals to survive or anything. I was like, what am I doing this thing? Like totally. What is this? So yeah. Well, were, were you were you vegan before uh, before you left Venezuela? Well, actually, no, I wasn't. And I became vegan once I was here. In fact, just recently, in 2021. Oh wow! Okay, so you were so that that's that's that is kind of amazing. Like this idea that you were kind of fighting for your own freedom because sometimes sometimes when you are oppressed and you're trying to fight for your own freedom, it's hard to consider the freedoms of others, isn't it? And then when you when you see the the parallels, it sounds like it was kind of moving for you. What was the what was the thing that pushed you? into into a vegan lifestyle into actually fighting for the animals well it was just that realization right like so with this thing seeing how horrible this this thing was like i didn't know the extent of any of that like i at some level you always kind of know okay yeah the animals have to be killed whatever yeah but you picture in your mind and you never picture the things how they actually are yeah and we're good at fooling ourselves we're good at we're good at telling little stories to ourselves too Right. So even if you know, you really don't, you don't really know. I mean, I, I didn't even know about life shacking uh, a, a year after I went vegan, something like that. So even when I was a vegan, I didn't know many things. I didn't know that life shacking thing with the chickens. I was like, what is this horror? Every day I learn about new horror that I didn't know about. Yeah, I mean, I've been vegan almost 20 years. I'm still learning about new. I still see, you know, especially like on Instagram, ever since Instagram just lets people post all that. I mean, I see stuff every day. I'm like, wait a second, that's happening too? Almost every day. Like today I saw someone putting a big fish into a bag the same size as the fish with just enough water for the fish to live in the bag so that the bag could be transported with the fish. Like single serve, like I'd never seen that before. They're putting one fish into this bag the size of the fish it's just insane to me and it's almost every day that i see something some new horror you're absolutely right right well you know something something yeah something that happened to me uh was that you know in houston of course there's this thing called the rodeo which is like the thing like the event main event of the year and the year yeah, houston houston has a rodeo yeah i mean yeah you're <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you went vegan and not not the most vegan place, did you? Although no, you've had some people from Houston on, so yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I think Oluwali Blue is from Houston, right? Like, yeah, interesting. I think Oluwali Blue, but he hasn't been on the show. But he's a he's a VFF. But um, we had um, uh, her name is I call her Vichy Swaz, but it's not. It's uh, it's Vissy Vissy Blue. Which who does the? Do you remember her? She does the. Uh, she does the blue zone, uh, fashion label. It's really cool. Oh right, it's right. all vegan fashion. She's a vegan fashionista. No. Right. So so yeah. So here's the thing: like being vegan in Houston is kind of weird because, to me, being in Houston, is this. I mean, it's kind of weird for me because I'm I am anti-gun, and I mean I'm atheist and mm -hmm. vegan. And Houston is all churches. Yeah, welcome houses, to Texas. <laughs> and everyone's carrying like five guns, even the babies carrying something. So it's like, what the hell? Man? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> well, you know, it's like the, the place that has all the things I, I don't like. It's, they're here. 
Well, at least you're there. You're there. You can raise hell. You can raise hell there. It reminds me of. Have you ever seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he come where he goes to Texas? He goes to um, San Antonio, and he's well, like. Actually, actually, I have. I have to say, I haven't seen that movie. I know it's seen... like a classic or something, but I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I think you'd love it. I think you'd love it. You I would love it. it because you love the weird stuff and you love the funny <laughs> stuff, and that's like exact. The first one. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like. The weirdest, funniest movie. It's it's one of um, Tim Burton's first movies. But right. he goes to Texas to find his bicycle. In a, a gypsy tells him a gypsy, like a fortune teller, tells him that his stolen bicycle is in in the Alamo, and so he oh, needs right. to go to Texas to find his stolen bicycle. Um, there's a lot of there's a couple great Texas jokes in it. I think you'll oh. really love it if you watch it. Yes, <laughs> probably. Yeah, but Houston is surprisingly vegan friendly. I'll tell you as well. Even though there's a bunch of steakhouses or whatever, there's also like the Mexican food is like almost everything is corn and, and beans, so it's very easy to to you know to veganize everything. And there's like vegan Mexican restaurants and stuff, so they're really good. They're, well, I mean, it's really still good. a big city at the end of the day, right? It's still a big city. Yeah. It just happens to be in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, I've never been to Houston. I've been to Austin, and it's like there are vegan food trucks. There are vegan restaurants. There's there's vegan stuff, but it still feels like you're in Texas, if you know <laughs> what I mean. I guess, yeah, yeah, it does, it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's something yeah, special yeah. about Texas. Um, oh, there is, there is, definitely. But yeah. the, thing with the, the rodeo was that I arrived in 2019, so I didn't go to the rodeo that first year. I wasn't vegan back then, but I wanted to go. So the, the other year, 2020, as you remember, a little thing happened that made people not go places. So yeah, I remember uh, that one. the rodeo was canceled. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to miss the rodeo this year. I wanted to go. And then by the next year, I was already vegan. So I was like, I'm not going to this thing. Like, I want, I, I only want to go to to boycott it. You know, boycott right. it. Word of the day. To I protest know. it. Yeah, boycott <laughs> was the word of the day. You're right. It's the Irish guy's name. <laughs> boycottear. Yeah, boycottear. Quiero boycottear. Instead of quiero Taco Bell, quiero boycottear. You know the it's funny because the protest <laughs> movements. Um, one of the words in Spanish that I've been using a lot is huelga, and because um, yeah. of all the strikes going on. And <laughs> Karina's mom, she just found out. Karina's mom doesn't speak English. All right. And she just found out about why she's not getting a new Games of Thrones episode. <laughs> why the new? Why there's no new Games of Thrones? <laughs> she just found out. And she's like, Mom, there's been a huelga for like over 120 days or something. What do you mean? It's the longest one now, a hundred because the last one went a hundred days. The writer's right. strike. Yeah, it's it's interesting because at some point in my life, I wanted to like write scripts and stuff. So I went looking for like information on it and I learned a bunch about about the, the stuff, you know, the script writing and mm -hmm. and the the uh yeah, that thing with the royalties and stuff. And I thought, man, these writers get paid like a boatload. But that yes. was before the era of streaming, where now they're getting scammed. Basically, they're getting paid pennies, you know, for, for this work. Mm -hmm. But I used, but, but basically like a TV writer, like just a starting. So, I mean, I don't know. That's what I read. Maybe it's wrong. 
But I was like, what, $10,000 per, per episode, basically? What's that? That's way too much money to me. Like, yeah, to me, not, yeah. I've only worked, like, <laughs> minimum wage, wage jobs or whatever. It seems like a lot until you find out that each one only works on five or six episodes a year. Yeah, and then that, you're that's like, also true. That's also something I found out, yeah. You know, and so they work on these things, and then they only make that money for that one episode, mm -hmm. and then nothing again because the streaming they don't get any piece of that so they're just screwed right. and also what's scary is that people like netflix they'll do they'll do a bunch of new shows knowing that they're going to cancel 90 percent of them and so there's no job security anymore either like the cush jobs you're right like the really good jobs like working for the tonight show or something right. those are still yeah. great or unless but... you're like the showrunner yourself because if yeah, you're I mean, not a showrunner, you're just uh, writing on the writing staff. They're just going to have you for some episodes. And right. then, not even then. And uh, you could be just a one-off writer for that one episode, and that's it. And then the other thing was, I, I don't know, like, if you write a script for a movie, it's, it's ridiculous. Because, of course, if they pay you for the script, you could get, like, I don't know, like, a bunch of money. But the problem is, that's not what they do. Right. They buy the option. For like a dollar or something like that and then they yeah. pass it around the studios and everyone rejects you and say no this movie no, we're not gonna take it then they take the idea give it to some big shot writer or an ai attached to it they make yeah. the movie they keep you out of it and then they make the money and you, you you're with nothing it's pretty horrible and considering that these people are making millions like the ceo of disney i think pulled in like 60 million last year i mean it's just like it's just so ridiculous and they don't have the money yeah. to pay their writers or their actors either um but how did you so a lot of people become vegan um but you became a vegan activist and started a, a youtube channel and everything why did you why did you feel drawn to that wow that was easy because when i went vegan i wanted to tell everyone about this thing. It was like the end of Soil and Green, with, with, yeah. where Charlton Heston is like, Soil and Green is people. Man, and like, people. It's people. And it's people. Like, everyone was like, well, whatever, I'm hungry. And, and by like, the way, that's AJ spoiling. Armando just spoiled it, not me. I am not the end. That, he just you just spoiled Soylent Green. Oh no! Oh, no. It's yeah, made of people. Came out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Charlton Heston's Charlton Heston's Heston has been dead for something like twenty five <laughs> years. Yeah, but I, I get I get blamed. Efrendo's always saying they always say that I, I I ruin every movie on this show. I don't ruin it. I don't ruin it. You oh, ruined. I, you spoiled. You spoiled. All right. Soil and so Green. Soil and Green. That new movie that just came out with that young actor, that young promising actor, very alive. Heston, yeah. yeah, he's got a future ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be... <laughs> Promising future, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> damn dirty apes. Yeah. You take yeah. it his brain. <laughs> that movie has a somewhat of a bigger message, I guess. With the uh, ape supremacy and the humans not being as intelligent, not able to talk and stuff, and they were manipulating into that because they lobotomize them or something like that. They take the like their their speak and something with procedures or whatever. Yeah, they were like uh, using them as cattle, sort of. But they weren't eating them. They were using them as labor, right? They were using I mean, them as slaves. Yeah, they were enslaving them, using them, yeah. and then, like having them in cages and, and forcing them to mate and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's true too, because he had the the young girl that wanted to. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about correct. that. But it's, it's been weird, a long time guy, since yeah, I've seen yeah. the original. 
Right, exactly, exactly. Planet of the Apes. You've taken her brain. Right. It would have been funny if there was like some ape, some ape, like, name the train, name the train, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that what like Cornelius is doing? Like Dr. Cornelius, he's the smart one, right? And he's like trying to tell everybody, no, this isn't right what we're doing. Exactly. I yeah, guess yeah, you're exactly. right. It was like the vegan ape, you know? Yeah, there was like, one you know? vegan ape. <laughs> There's uh, just one. And, and his partner, uh, Zira, I guess is the name. Oh, you're right. Zira was the female. Yeah. She kind of she kind of yeah. liked Charlton Heston. She kind of ah, yeah, had a exactly. thing for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like oh, that. I, I go to the, you go to the movies all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I don't spoil them, Efrendo. Give me a break now. I didn't spoil Soylent Green for the record. I want that no, to right. be known. Yeah. You know something I thought about? Uh, just recently, I, I was like, hey, this thing happened. You know, the Phil Hartman, uh, he used to do a Charlton Heston impression. Yeah, he did. It was great. Yeah, on SNL and stuff like that. And But he also voiced this character on The Simpsons, Troy Tons McClure. Tons of characters on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, he did this uh, Troy McClure character who was like an actor and stuff. Yeah, you and probably Troy know McClure me on. Yeah. Does uh, a Planet of the Apes play. And that's voiced by Phil Hartman, who did a Charlton Heston impression. Yeah. And that's a Charlton Heston role. So it's like kind of comes full, full circle. Yeah, something. he closed the loop, didn't he? And yeah. Like, wow, that's, that's wild. Okay. Charlton <laughs> yeah. Heston was such an amazing um, actor, but but Phil Hartman was a true loss. Like, it was such a loss. We lost him too early. Man, um, yeah. Murdered. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very, un very surprisingly disappeared like, that way. Um, so, I mean, I, I do want to ask you a little bit about like what veganism is to you and kind of what what the definition is like, because uh, that's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Some of your content has made me kind of uh, has made me think about it um, a bit more than normal, because I honestly some of your content has made me go, oh, not everyone thinks the same way as I do about what veganism even means. So. Um, what do you think veganism means and, um, and where, and where are you getting that? Right. So here's the thing, uh, to me right now, it, it just means like, basically it's just the end. It's like you put it like the end of slavery, basically. If, if you strip it down to like the, the core message of the core value of it is basically just the end of slavery and, and mm -hmm. this. Uh, animal massacre that that is like doesn't make any sense so to me that's just what it is it's like freeing yeah like just freeing the the animals of, of human oppression you know mm -hmm. which to me is like the greatest atrocity ever committed by fire like there's no comparison even well, it's definitely the biggest. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's certainly as far as numbers are concerned, there's nothing that even comes close to what what we've done to animals, the the crimes perpetrated against them. Yeah, we, and, and the thing is that it, it's not only that, it's that anything we do affects the animals and then we don't even count them. Because mm -hmm. in war, they don't tell you, oh, this many animals uh, were killed or something like that. Or, or whenever there's like a hurricane or something, there's almost never any like statistics True. about the animals that perished or something like that. There's always some story of the dog that reunited with the family and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's never like, like they don't take that into the into the news you know the the news just reports like the damage in in, in like dollars and and the people and stuff like that but then the animals basically don't 
they don't get anything. They don't. Get yeah, it's like they don't market. count because they're not economically important to us. Correct. I mean, they are economically important, I guess, for the people exploiting them and selling them for, for the cash, livestock. You know? But I mean, I, I mean, I guess I guess you don't count you don't count the seagulls. You don't count the uh, Correct, you don't count yes. any of the wild animals that are mm. that are killed. If you when you say something like a tornado, no one starts <clears> tallying <throat> how many innocent wild animals lost their lives. They might talk about the livestock, mm. but that's because they have they have economic value. That's something that Correct. I. I really struggle with because it doesn't seem like an animal life an animal life matters at all until they have an economic value. And Correct. then the life is only only matters because of what economic value it can bring, what profit it could bring to the person who quote unquote owns that animal. And that's something that's um it's just it's so offensive to me that it's difficult to come to terms with sometimes. Right, yeah, it it is, it is because no one when when you're not, I don't know when when you're not big and you don't even think of these things. I never thought of any of that, to be no. honest. And I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really. I was one of those people who just didn't really care about anything or anything or anyone else until I did, and then I was like, no, I, I'm gonna mm. dedicate this thing just for the animals now. Like that, that's yeah. all. That's my mission now, you know, and that's it. Yeah, it's just, it's just that, like, what you said, how animals, I mean, it, it makes me start to not actually do it or think, I don't know, it, it's, it, it, like, for example, the, the horseshoe crab is something that I found out about a few years ago, and now they finally passed a law about not harvesting horseshoe crabs, the blood of the horseshoe crab, right. because the horseshoe crab was economically interested, it's interesting they were protected but you could still bleed them like vampires but still about 30 percent of them were dying after the vampire process was over so about 30 percent would die usually being uh just you know they would usually get pecked apart by animals that wouldn't normally be able to eat them things like that and it ended up affecting another bird community that would live off of off of the horseshoe crabs then because of that the ornithology and the people who the people who made money off of those birds they ended up getting upset. So now you had a conflict of interest economically about the life of the horseshoe crab. And it's almost as if like sometimes I think when, when I think of that stuff, I'm like, maybe we vegans got it all wrong. Maybe we need to come up with a different economic value system for animals. And I've seen others try. I've seen I've seen people who, who talk about the economic value of the carbon offset of a living whale versus what the carbon footprint is of a dead whale. And by putting that into terms of dollars, they're able to say that a living whale is worth more than a dead whale to the people. And it's like, that's exactly the problem. But at the same time, it's like, how do you argue with like, oh my God, how do I become, how do I become an effective activist if the only time people are valuing animals is when they have an economic interest in the life of that animal. Uh, right. That, that's, that's the thing, right? That's, that's like, we've, we've made, this is the system that we created. Basically, this is the society that we built. We built it in a horrible way with no, no accountability for anything, for any of our actions. We just thought, you know, we made slaves out of our fellow humans. Then when when that came when that stopped stop, when that was frowned upon when it became when it was like frowned upon yeah exactly when it became frowned upon it was okay we can't do this anymore 
So what's the what's next? Either robots, either build machines to do the humans' uh, job, or you know the animals. They're not going to to riot and and boycott anything because they're not going mm -hmm. to form unions and and stuff like that and go on strikes like oh we won't make any more milk on, until you know you give me some right. percentage of the sales or something. Like cows cannot do that. So uh, how easy is to be to to commit a crime where like the victim is not even thought of as a victim by any, yeah. and everyone just lets you do it. Like I can just kill a pig and say, this is dinner. So don't judge me. People will just be all right with it. Well, I think that that's why I think that's why what some of the stuff you said about the purest um, abolition, what I call the abolitionist approach, what, what I right. think is, is kind of pejoratively um, considered a purist approach mm -hmm. about like no animal use. And to me, that's what veganism always was like, don't use any animals. There are no there are no circumstances under which it's OK. And it seems like that's the only stance to take to me. Because it's the only one that is strong enough to stand against this tidal wave of bullshit that's coming from the carny camp. Yeah, here's the thing, right? Because to me, why am I such uh, like a hard line with these things that no use at all? It's yeah. because we've created these horrible systems of oppression. We're oppressing these animals all the time, taking everything from them, from every animal. Because no animal is safe under human supremacy, basically. And on top of that, we're going to start finding loopholes. Okay, but if the animal kind of signaled to me, they winked at me once, that means that they're okay with it. Like, dude, stop, stop finding loopholes to which animal can I use and when and why and start doing the opposite thing. That's what vegans should do. Like, hey, find how you can not use animals yeah. ever again. Right. That's 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 exactly that's what I've been saying for years. And I, I've been I've been a little bit I've been a little bit depressed lately because I'm like, I thought we were all on the same page. And I, I, I don't want to talk about everybody, of course, but I do want to like bring up Sophia Esperanza. Let's just talk about her for a second about magical moo juice, magical no. milk, oh, harmonious no. honey, ethical I'm eggs yeah. and uh, chilled out cheese or whatever the hell she calls it like cherished <laughs> cheese or whatever she could live under a goat and suck on the teat of a goat and the goat's cool with it it's like why are you trying to make this magical world that doesn't exist i live in the real world where, where animals are the most exploited class ever to be ever to be here you know like they're the right. the they're, we treat them the worst why are we trying to find out new ways to get rid of to to, to make it okay to use them Right, that's the thing. And then you start thinking of all other instances of animal use and abuse. For example, like why is there police dogs, police, firemen, whatever it's like, why, did, why right. is this a thing like rescue dogs and service dogs and what whatnot? And, and now there's like uh, these uh, anxiety farms with like animals so people can touch them and and mm -hmm. therapy animals and stuff and I'm like okay no when is that when is a, an animal like a therapist no that, that's not a thing they're not trained they're not trained to be therapists <laughs> like, and like, they're not they're not I'm equipped so, to be therapists i don't know like it's weird we, we it, i don't know well i think all of those things that you say it's like we use animals as a cheat code as a as a shortcut for a lot of things right like it's cheaper and easier to use a dog 
to, I don't know, uh, rescue people or, you know, seeing, seeing eye dogs is controversial. Seeing eye dogs is a really controversial one. I've been called ableist because I don't think that dogs should be used to, to be part of that, that solution. Get a seeing eye human. There are plenty of humans around that would be happy to do that job if you paid them. I would do that job. You paid me. I think that if you paid someone enough, they'd be happy to help another human being. And that there's, but that we use a we use a shortcut to by using an animal instead. Let's enslave somebody to do that job instead. Well, they like it. They they find they find uh, who knows what they feel, uh, mm. what they've been tricked into feeling. Right. I mean. Right. And then, and then you have to breed those animals into existence in order for that to happen. And it's it's upsetting to me that we're always looking for ways. I, I know someone said something about purism. Let me see. I, I saw I saw um, trapped in the matrix. But the purest stance harms kills more animals. I don't see how, but we must put the animals first and be willing to change the definition of veganism for them, not our own egos. But trapped in the matrix. I, I really, I, with all due respect, I mean, I think that. Um, I, I'm not sure how you think that it harms or kills more animals, so I'm not going to address that. But I am—I feel like I am putting animals first. I think the first and foremost, we need to change animal status to persons rather than things. Ooh. That's my first. That's to me, everything else falls into pr place right after that. Once we start looking at at animals as persons, I think that that's how it works out. Yeah, exactly. But you know, we'll see. They don't deserve to have to work for the police to the blind. Except the, the I, I loved uh, Beetlejuice when he used to come on the show. He says, what's the dog got to do with it? What's the dog got to do with all your problems? The dog's got nothing to do with your problems. They didn't cause your problems. Right. <laughs> like why, why, does, why, why do you have to lasso that? Why do you got to bring them into it? They got nothing to do with it. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Anti-pet fascism. Olawali blue. Oh man. Olawali. Come on. <laughs> animals are not commodities thank you mr satan I, I i'm okay with people calling me a purist even though i know that you mean it in a mean way because i've been at this a long time i, I feel like i've always been against the oppression of animals in a in a bigger from a bigger picture point of view i'm against violence i'm against the use of them of com and completely um I don't know how that would I don't know how that would hurt them or harm them more, to be honest with you. I don't know where that came from. Um, no, I, I I don't know. They would have to explain further what they mean with that because But but I mean but you you but you take that approach with your activism and um I think it's kind of a bold one. Who where did you where did you get that? Why did you get in there? It oh, no, sorry, go ahead. No, right. No, I mean, it basically just came to me as a common sense thing to, to think. Even when I was just starting out, I was seeing cert certain vegans say some things like, oh, well, roadkill, then that's like a loophole, and they, this thing is a loophole. And I was like, but I was thinking already, but that's not a loophole, that's an animal there. And why, if I don't need to consume the, the animal, why am I doing it? Like, it makes no sense. Like, if you give me that, okay, if you're in a, like a survival situation or whatever, okay, I guess it could change. I always use the, the you know, the uh, that movie with Ethan Hawke based on uh, true events, the, the team that crashed in the Andes, you know? The, oh, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, alive. Alive. 
yeah, they, they cannibalized, but, you know, it's not like they're pro-cannibalism. They were just, you know, desperate. And, okay, it was a desperate situation. That's a, a completely different thing. But, like, just regular, why would you even think? Why would you even entertain those thoughts? Like, oh, well, it's just a run-over carcass of an animal, so it's okay. Like, why is okay? Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem okay to well, me. Well, and by I, the way, those, uh, those, those, I think I think they were Bolivian soccer team, right? Well, those those folks that were in the Andes, they were uh, also excommunicated by the church. I mean, they they faced a lot of a lot of repercussions. Ah, right. No, I didn't because they ate. Yeah, they had when they came home and told their story. People weren't just like, "Oh, cool." No, they were they were they were chastised. They were people were not cool with the fact that they ate people. Like that was not okay. It's like <laughs> people were like, I think most people came to understand that it was like, well, it was a survival situation. Right. But no, the Catholic Church excommunicated them. They were had faced like their families despised them the families of the people who got eaten pressed charges there was all sorts of things that happened after that yeah it wasn't like this clean like and everybody lived happily ever after it was (laughs) in the movie we made it in the movie they're like ah yeah correct and then yeah. the people, you know who should play you in the movie? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some <laughs> fucked up teeth. That's who should play you. That's who... <laughs> Ethan Hawke like... should play you in the movie. Yeah. No, it's like... no it wasn't like, oh, well, that was a crazy story. No, it was like lifelong chastisement. They were pariahs. No one ever looked at them the same way again. They were... Man, I mean, how could you wake up in the morning like knowing what transpired you know it's like those people had to live with this thing forever well that's where i think we should be with animals if you have to if you're in a situation where you're stuck in the andes and you have to eat a pig that should be a lifelong traumatizing experience not oh well well we eat pigs every day three times a day right exactly exactly because they're people too. Um, <laughs> trapped in the matrix. Uh, I would use lab-grown meat as an example. Less dying animals, um, like with impossible foods. Uh, okay, that's an interesting point of view with the lab meat. Lab meat's not a real viable thing yet, but I guess it will be, right? Um, I mean, but they would have to demonstrate that the lab-grown meat will actually. Because one thing is that they produce it. Let's say that they must produce this thing, but first it still uses animal parts, as far as I know. And then where's the where's the statistic that say that that production will will mean that people who eat meat will stop eating the the grass fed or traditional farm meat? Yeah, but here's the thing, though, AJ, think- Armando, um, we don't really need vegans to support lab grown meat. It's not like vegans are being like, we're not going to eat it. And then it's just going to stop like that's going to uh, that's like lab grown meat was always going to happen as capitalism tries to make it a more and more efficient process to get meat. Like that was always the goal was to have, to have animals without heads or some other way to harvest animal flesh. So like, just because vegans are against it, doesn't mean like it's going to stop in its tracks. Um, No, but, but who's the audience, who's the market for that? Because vegans is not the market. And then who's the market? The market's, for normal for carmi for carnies but meat eaters hate that lab stuff too they're the ones saying 
I don't want some pea protein in my burger. I want some cow. And right, not, but not they're cool. liars. They eat. I mean, we know they're liars because the chicken at, at Subway has forty percent soy, and like, <laughs> you know, like we know they're liars. But I, I think, I think that carnies, they'll eat it. They won't know the difference. They'll be. It'll be sold to them as flesh, and it'll be cheaper. It'll be way cheaper eventually as it becomes more efficient as all, as all mechanical processes do, it'll be cheap. And, and I think it might save the planet, but it's not going to change the planet. I'm in the planet changing business. I don't want to, I don't even know if we deserve to be saved if we're still eating animals. I, I don't even know if we deserve it. No, I don't know. I mean, I remain, I remain skeptical until further, you know, I don't know. It's, it would have to happen to see what, what the result is. I don't know. I guess. And we'll Impossible see. Foods was Impossible Foods was required by law. Like they forced them. The law forced them to do something that they didn't want to do. And and the the essay from the uh, CEO said that they greatly um, regretted having to do it. 68 rats died because of mm. testing the leg heme. Um it's a, it's also a different scenario. They were following the law. They were they were coerced. Again, it's one of those things. They're like the people in Alive. He regrets every day of his life. He says he wished it never had to happen. Right. Yeah, but then Beyond came uh, like after that, but because the already the other thing was already approved, they didn't have to do any lab testing on animals. I guess they did. No, that's, Beyond that's, doesn't have. There's one. That's there's not how I know. One ingredient is not in beyond that isn't um impossible oh, right. and right. that ingredient so that. yeah so beyond didn't have to do it because they didn't have any new ingredients uh fda said it was a new ingredient legging they had to do it uh just to clarify right. i use purist not as an insult thank you you respect me but not the stash well if we get to 2,000 subscribers i'm going to shave the stash live what? on air so just need to get How to 2,000 me don't shave that mustache man that's that's <laughs> I don't know. You trademark. look like an old tiny aviator or something like that. I'm going to travel across the Atlantic in yeah. 79 days. You know, like, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll catch you the moon, Mary. I like. I like the the air the aviator the aviator. Yeah. What was that? They used to chew that blackjack bubble gum. You got got to stick a blackjack bubble gum because we're going. I think we got the right stuff. Like, uh, have you ever seen the right stuff with the test pilots? Going to the, the test uh, pilots for the moon for the moon no, mission. I think I haven't seen that. Oh yet. wow, that's all right. Yeah, it's okay. But you haven't yeah. seen any movies. <laughs> I thought you'd I thought you'd have seen another. When veganism no, first came out, people probably were not debating roadkill and if it's okay to have sex with a corpse. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. When I saw that thing with uh, Grumpy, you and uh, and uh, Carson, and uh, he was talking about like sex with sheep or something like that. I was like, okay, this is like too much. I think I'm going to tune out because this is like, what is this? Well, one of my favorite <laughs> writers about this is uh, there's a book called How to Argue with Vegans by Benny Malone. He's one of my favorites because mm -hmm. in his book, he's like, if you're, if you're deontology, I think he said, I forget what he says, but it, it, utilitarian. If your utilitarian arguments gets you to the point where you're making these absurd statements, there's something wrong. Like you have to have your bullshit meter on a little bit where you're like, 
wait a second i just defended having sex with corpses like what (laughs) (laughs) right exactly exactly like when you're defending corpses you gotta be like uh no we gotta your your bullshit meter where i live people hit deers with vehicles a lot and it breaks my heart how they walk out and loss about the loss about the vehicle well ethically based ex omnivore i lived in virginia and I met people who said that they ran down deer on purpose so that they can put the deer in the back of the truck and have dinner just for for kicks because it wasn't hunting season. But the deer were out late at night in the road and they knew they could they could get one. That's how easy it is to kill a deer. That's what kills me when people, people like, oh, it's a sport. It's a sport. People hit him with their cars. It can't be a sport. How could that be a sport? I don't know. That's that's another thing, right? We came up with these sports with animals, but there's that's not a sport. Like I don't know. It's I don't know. It's just animal abuse. And what kind of sport is like? Oh yeah, one of the participants is going to be brutally killed, and uh, like, and they're unwilling participant in the in the sport. That's not a sport. No, it's not. A, in it's any not sport, a... everyone just participates willingly and. and no one has to die at the end of it, I guess. No, but, you know, that's not unless the, it's the like a Russian roulette. Is Russian roulette a sport? <laughs> I guess not. It's just an, an activity. I guess not. Not really a sport. <laughs> God damn! I want to show. I don't think Karina's seen Deer Hunter. We should probably watch that. Um, Deer Hunter. No. Deer Hunter. Hunter. said we won't need what. Uh, Nutrivore said we won't need plant-based meat once cell-based meat is a thing. I don't believe this is correct. I also disagree with this statement. Um, I think what it will do is drive the price down. I think what will happen is we'll be in a situation where Soylent Green is made. No, I'm just joking. It, it will be uh, plant-based meat will be the will be the um, the gourmet option. Oh man. I don't know. I mean, uh, this lab-grown business, I, I don't really like it. And the worst thing is the people who are against like the carnies who are against it, they think it's the vegans pushing for like eating insects and, right. and lab-grown meat and stuff. And we're fighting against that thing as well. I mean, some vegans at least don't don't really like the lab-grown meat. Some do. I don't know why really. To me, if it's if it's if it contains some sort of animal product in the process or something like that then no i completely not, don't support it if they they make it out of something else that's not an animal or not not really a living breathing creature or whatever well, then i guess but i don't know there's a fetal the fetal bovine serum which is a problem but honestly again i'm just not interested in the uh in the cell grown there it's from the cells of an animal i don't like it i don't yeah, think we should exactly. be using it I don't think it changes their status. I think veganism is about not using animals, not not trying to find creative ways to use them without without them. It's like if I fuck you in your sleep, did I still fuck you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, exactly. It always seems like Bill Cosby's defense. Like it always seems like a Bill Cosby situation. But we use them without them knowing. Yeah. Right, exactly. I, I don't know. And it's it's like that's not that's just the utilitarian thing, like, oh yeah, no, my maximum whatever, like maximizing pleasure or minimizing suffering or whatever. Right. It's like it's dumb. That's not what it is. It's just don't see animals as things. That's that's not exactly that hard where to I'm do, at. really. It's not that hard to do. Don't see animals as things 
or means to your ends. Uh, the real thing, there's also antibiotic resistance issues, which is a very serious issue. I don't got, doubt governments will be will force companies to use lab-grown meat. Yes, Stephen, I think that you're absolutely right. I think, again, I think that lab meat will save the planet. It'll save us all. It might be the thing that stops global warming. It might be the thing that saves us from antibiotic resistance, but it's not vegan. That's all I'm saying. I think that's the... But it still ain't vegan. Right. I don't know. 144. I stand corrected. Impossible Foods crap. Beyond only didn't have to do it because another company had to before them. Most of all. There you go. Yeah. Um, right. That's the other thing. All foods, like everything has been tested on animals at some point. <laughs> Medicine, <laughs> foods, everything. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all testing on animals is bad because they kill them when they finish the study. Yes, they do. They, they do autopsies on them when they, or necropsies, I think they call them when they're animals, right? Mm. Was not not UV only crazy, probably. yeah. Um, well, I mean, when you went vegan, did you have anyone around you that you could use as support? Anyone that was that you that you saw that were, was inspiring? I mean, how did you when you when you went? What did you think? I mean, I of course, I mean, my my best friend is, is vegan. She's been vegan for way longer than I than I have been. Oh, really? Uh, you, you know her, I guess. Uh, is uh, she goes by the name of Revolta Two Six Nine? Ah, Revolta Two Six Nine. I I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't actually know her, but I love her name, and I and I uh, I've seen her. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's my best friend, and she's been vegan for I don't know, like more than a decade now. And of course, he's been like my vegan, my my vegan Jedi master in this thing. And it's like, you tell me what to do. I, when I first went vegan, like, what is this? And what do I eat? And what about B12? And all that, all those annoying questions that I didn't even know anything about. So I was like, hey, you tell me about this thing. <laughs> and, you know, but other than that, I don't know any other vegan, like, personally like that. Like, no. What about like content creators and that type of thing? When you started going, were you like a Gary Yarovsky fan? I mean, like, did you did you find anybody that was making stuff and speaking to you? Right, that's the thing. Uh, when I went vegan, I had already been watching like Earthling Ed, you know, the debate, the the the, the sit down table of things that mm -hmm. that he did and stuff. And it was already that kind of thing. And then when I went vegan, I was like, okay, but what any other vegans are there? You know. And then mm -hmm. I started discovering all these guys like Joey Armstrong, Lifting Vegan Logic, also and David Rams, and all those high-profile, you know, uh, vegan activists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it was weird, like especially on Instagram and stuff, like uh, George Martin, Carnison Devon, all those guys, Tash Peterson, everything. Everyone yeah. just starting to 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 appear. I was like, oh, there's this many vegans. There they are. They're doing this thing. Yeah. And these people have been like famous in these circles, but I would not have known about them if I wasn't vegan, I guess. I knew Vegan Gaines because he was such a loud character, you know, like he was such a controversial and loud character that even before I went vegan, I knew about him. He's mm. got a lot of subscribers too. You know. He's got a lot of subscribers. I think the algorithm pushes him out a lot, you know, plus, <laughs> right. plus I think that like that like workout stuff they always, I mean, David Ram started out as a fitness vegan. That's what he wanted to do. Oh, fitness. Uh, those fitness guys seem to do a lot. Plus, they take good pictures, right? They're always like, yeah. <laughs> like, right. there's always that, like, 
I mean, that's always a good picture. I, yes. I don't look that good with my shirt off. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of thing. But it, it was kind of the thing that pushed me most to, to do the YouTube thing and everything was I was watching this Joey Carstrong workshop, activist workshop. It's like a year, that, that video is like from years ago. And he said something that I, I was like, yeah, maybe I should start my own thing. Because he said like, if you don't have like the resources or whatever it is that you have, just do just do what you can with what you have. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll do that. And but, I started my Instagram and now my YouTube channel and everything, yeah. And, and uh, you write all this stuff yourself, right? You write the Dear AJ and you write all that and you do all you, the right. vegan realm. Right, correct. Basically, I just do like an outline in, in my mind. And then I just like, oh, I want to say, I want to tell this joke or I want to insert this thing. I want to say this, I want to say that. And that's what I do. I mostly just outline. I don't write like a full script or anything. Mm. Just an outline and then I just go with it, you know. So when you're doing this, that's just that's just uh, that's just what, that's just you thinking. You're next. You're like thinking about what no, am I going to say no. next? That's no. That's just for that's just for comedic effect. That's okay. nothing because I already have the questions there. It's just <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it's just there. I do have them on the screen because I don't want to forget them or anything. So I want to have like the the actual question the way I want to say it. So I have it there. But I just do the thing, the typing, and like, oh yeah, I'm typing, and I'm like, oh yeah, let me just close this and attach Peterson's only fans or whatever. Yeah. Why? Who left this tab open? <laughs> this right, Tash like, Peterson, eighteen and eighteen plus. <laughs> right. Correct. Correct. So it's like, no. So I was like, oh, what is it? No, let me search for the question. I already have that already. What is the, the magic of, you know, YouTube or whatever you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> but I already know what I want to say and stuff, so I come up with this. So you, you saw that vegan realm when I do like a three alternate versions of the ending. It's because I came up with these different jokes for it, and I couldn't decide which one to use. Mm. So I thought, oh, man, all of this makes me laugh equally, so which one do I use? So I came up with the, oh, alternate ending one, the, the and the dog says this thing, and then alternate version two and the dog said this sort of thing everything so i don't know i couldn't decide on one so where'd you get the name turning veganese well that's the thing uh, i'm gonna leave forever obviously, obviously the song turning japanese but also yeah. from the thing that when i started when i went vegan i didn't know basically anything right so i was like i'm learning something new every day so i thought yeah it's more like an ongoing process so i wanted to to Make it about that ongoing process of knowing more and more about everything we do to the animals and stuff. So that's why it's called turning, because it's like an ongoing process. And today I'm still learning new horrors. Mm. I didn't know they were actually like harvesting this crab, the crab blue blood. blood, whatever. It's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, it's like when I found out that there's shark rodeos in Texas, and I'm like, shark rodeo like regular rodeo is already horrible and there's shark rodeo yeah yeah <laughs> exactly it's like yeah <laughs> what about <laughs> old lady voice syndrome old lady voice syndrome yeah right right i think that was the first video that i respond that i reacted to of <laughs> yours was the old lady voice i ate too much kale yeah yeah and something so like that yeah exactly that was the first one 
Because you said like, oh, I didn't expect this. Like you, you weren't sure what to expect. Yeah. And then I think that was the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I think that what you're doing is really fantastic because um, you know, I talk to a lot of people, they wanna they wanna incorporate comedy into our thing, but Ooh. it's really hard to put comedy into our thing because okay, like uh, stuff about cosmic septic or or the other the other, you know, that's that might be a little easier to be honest with you. But the old lady voice syndrome, uh, <laughs> in response to in the response to a joke about cosmic septic is really funny because I think that it it touches on non-vegans, they can get the joke, even though they don't know who cosmic septic is. Right. And then they and then all the vegans know that you're actually talking about cosmic septic in this cryptic way. Right, exactly. It's basically just a parody of that, but with like another made up another made up joke. <laughs> OLVS. Yeah. OLVS, yeah, exactly. And it is very yeah, it, it was kind of inspired by that Monty Python thing and, and stuff. I'm much a fan of, of that. I don't know, I'm I'm just such a fan of comedy. In fact, my dream was to be on SNL. Then I saw how SNL is produced and I said, you know what? That's not my dream anymore. Because I wouldn't be able to 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 maybe as a writer, but but as a performer, I, I couldn't deal with the anxiety, it would be too much. On S on SNL? Yeah. Or like cause, uh... Yeah, because you know what? But they must have they must have improv groups in Houston. I mean, have you ever thought of doing something there? Because I mean improv helps a lot. I've done improv uh, has yeah. helped me. I did I did some improv. I used to be on stage a lot. And somebody's like, hey, you know what? Improv helps so many things about being on stage. It helps you do. Mm. Uh, and I had already been because all. OK, so <laughs> all of my stage work was uh, poetry. It was literary. There was a mm. little bit of like Shakespeare, but it was mostly me reading poetry. And I, I was pretty successful at it. And then I went to Virginia where I was working for the American Shakespeare Center and I joined a. I joined a, I, I started a band and I was doing all these and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm really getting into performance in a major way. I'm, I'm doing stage. I'm doing um, acting. I'm doing um, I'm doing the band stuff and I'm doing business. And I'm like, improv. and people are saying, you got to do improv. So I did. And it changed. I still use it. I, I've used it every single day since. Mm. On, and, and without just how I ask questions or how I talk to people in, um, in when I used to work in hospitality, I would always okay. look at, I would look at everything that they said as an invite, as an invitation to a joke, which uh, usually it helps, you know, it's like, right, right. you know, and then instead of, instead of, instead of retreating, you're always going forward and it's helped me tremendously. Um, especially, and, and also helps you with anxiety too, of that, and that fear that, um, I think so, anyway. <laughs> right, but yeah, no, I, I mean, and obviously the other, the other uh, great uh, influence is that obviously the Rod Serling's Twilight Zone, which yeah has like, I mean, if you think about it, there's many episodes that I now think about them and like, yeah, this has somewhat of a vegan message. Like, there's one episode about astronauts, and this astronaut is thinking, telling the other guy they're going on a mission, and they're like, no, I, I think that. There might there might be other people in in other planets, and they might be just like us, you know, in other places and stuff. And then he crash lands. They crash land on a planet. They find a race of very human, basically other type of humans. Yeah. And they try to they say, oh, we're gonna help you with your ship to repair it and all that. 
meanwhile, you stay here in this uh, comfy house that we built for you and stuff. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, nice house and stuff. And then turns out the TV is, is fake. Everything is fake. And it are in a zoo, right? Yeah, he's in a zoo, basically yes. in a space zoo. And he's like, yeah, a human from Earth. And he's like, what? What is this? You just spoiled Twilight Zone. <laughs> that came out in 1959. You just spoiled it. Right, my, favorite, exactly, yeah. my favorite Twilight Zone is To Serve Man. Everyone should see it. Oh, because man. it is 100% a vegan message. There's yeah, no... No questions about it. Like <laughs> it does. It when does. I when I saw that, I'm like, Rod Sterling has to be vegan. How the fuck? How how is he not vegan after right. writing that? I mean, he he has he had to be something like that. But yeah, that to serve man. When I saw that that gigantic alien, whatever, I was mm. like, whoa, that scared me for life. Because I was like 13 or something when I watched that. So I was like, what is this? I was like midnight alone in my room watching this thing it's like with the glare of the tv no lights on and the yeah. black and white it's it's really scary yeah yeah i mean twilight zone there was a there i can only remember one that gave me nightmares and it was the um the one with the puppet that was was the 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 use of ventriloquist and the puppet uh, was the one who was actually the brains behind it and the uh, ventriloquist was actually the dummy and so <laughs> but he would put the puppet in the in the box every night sorry right, i had to look, exactly I had to look, look out, yeah <laughs> but uh but then the puppet would be like it's time to pay the piper and was coming after him and i'm like i had nightmares for weeks when i saw that i don't know what was that one scared the hell out of me no, when, when I'm telling you to serve man, that scared me. The Midnight Sun also has somewhat of a of a message, you know, because it's more like an uh, environmentalist message, you know. <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> and we're kind of going through that, you know, the Midnight Sun episode, because it's about, you know, in the movie Sound of Music, they escape. <laughs> it's, it's spoiler alert they get away from the sound nazis yeah yeah i don't know sound of <laughs> sound of music yeah what a movie you know my favorite thing about that with the van traps <laughs> so like the von traps right right like the boss like the dad mm -hmm. he's a he's a he's a naval admiral he's a naval admiral but austria is landlocked <laughs> well, what can I tell you? I mean, Boli Bolivians have a navy, but it's mostly like just for just to have it. What, like, like yeah, in the we rivers. Proudly, we probably present our navy, and they they're landlocked as well. They're landlocked, and they have a and they have a navy. Yeah, but they're landlocked, but they're fighting against. I think it's Chile, because they're they're fighting for their their the uh, exit to the to the sea to the ocean, whatever. And Chile is like, no, that's our territory. You're, you're not going to get any water. So, no. Yeah. So, so fighting over it. It's just a joke, guy. Austria <laughs> Austria was a, a much bigger country at the time of the war. Uh, the Austrian right. Empire was massive. They owned Czech Republic. They Ooh. owned uh, lots of other countries at the time. But it's just a joke that he was the Austrian, the Austrian <laughs> naval captain or whatever right. he was. Yeah. Uh, but in the sound of music, they do get away. Sorry, spoilers. Um, yeah. Austria has lakes. Maybe, maybe it's just the lakes that they needed. Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> That's what I feel like every time someone tells me I spoil. I don't spoil. I mean, spoilers. 
don't know. The thing with the spoilers, right, is that it used to be that to promote movies and TV shows and stuff, they showed you the spoilers ahead of time. They still they do. They show you like the best parts of the things. Yeah. So to entice you to go see the movie or the or to watch the tune in next week for the TV show or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my favorite show actually uh, is uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Joss when, Whedon. When the musical episode was coming, that was a that's a surprise for many people that it had a musical episode. But for me, it wasn't because that's what they advertised it as. Yeah. They did promos for that. And look at, you know, these characters' number and stuff. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's going to be a musical. I want to see it. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, no, spoilers. Don't don't tell me. That's like, true. Ooh. Some people never watch trailers. I don't watch trailers. Yeah, I do. I totally do because I can't wait to see. I want to get excited about it. Um, Star Trek, the, the, the penultimate episode of this season was a was a musical and it was fantastic and people were like i love it because they were like showing the trailer right and Mm -hmm. people were like i hate star trek now i'm never gonna watch star trek again the the episode hadn't even aired and people were like this is a line too far you can't make a musical episode of star trek Uh, and it was fantastic i beg to differ i mean they can't make a musical episode why not they've been star trek has been forever so why not a musical episode? I, mean, I think they, they took too long to make one. It's yeah, they took too long. <laughs> exactly. And I love that nowadays the fir- I love the new Star Trek because it's not taking Star Trek too seriously. That's what I liked about old Star Trek. I like the WTF. Like, do you know what my favorite thing about Star Wars is? It's it's, <laughs> the, it's not it's not just Jar Jar Binks, but I do like Jar Jar. But the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars is my favorite thing that I've happened to Star Wars. And it's that um that holiday special they did. Have you ever seen that? Where it's like oh, no, it's like, no, no. It's like a musical variety with, show. With the Wookiees and B. Arthur and all that. Yes, the Wookiee, the Wookiee. <laughs> like B. Arthur is canonically part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Like a golden girl, you know? Like, okay, is- but the, the reason why I love it <laughs> is because they made it in a time like I've seen I've seen um like <laughs> interviews with the people who made it and they're like, Yeah, people hate it today, but at the time, like it wasn't Star Wars wasn't this precious little thing that don't break it. It was hey, let's go bigger, let's right. have fun, let's make more shit, let's put music, let's put stars in it, let's put <laughs> Let's do it all. Like, like it wasn't this precious little thing. And right. I think that nowadays everything's so precious. Like you can break it. If if it it can't be broken, go out and make some cool shit. Like break it all. Break it all down right. and make something cool. Yeah. We're yeah, still exactly. gonna be here. It didn't hurt Star Wars. We still have Star Wars. Right, exactly. I did like those movies that no one else liked, by the way. The caravan of of, of caravan of courage. Caravan of Valor, something like that. I have no idea what that's you're talking Caravan about. movie. It's a Star Wars movie, but it's a standalone story with two kids, and it's on a planet. It's like a, it's like a side. Story oh, the one thing. with the Ewoks. The one with the Ewoks. Yeah. Yeah, the, the I loved that kids. when I was a kid. Yes, I Caravan of Hope movie. or something. I, yeah. When I was little, dude, I thought that was the <laughs> coolest <laughs> thing ever. It was Star Wars. I didn't give a Ex- shit. Exactly. Yeah. Same. I was like, yeah, I love this movie like whatever pew, 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 pew. <laughs> that's all i care about i thought it was cool yeah exactly and that other movie there was another one about the moon of Endor or something like that and those movies i like them 
I don't know why people now hate them or whatever. Jean has a good know. question. He knows what? so much about US TV and movies because everyone but was indoctrinated by American TV and movies. <laughs> so in like Venezuela, that's what we consume. Like our yeah. channels used to like, oh, first time in, on TV ever. And it was like big trouble in little China. So that that's that was our Sunday. Big Sunday trouble movie. in little China. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like Alien or Terminator or whatever. So yeah, of course they showed all the shows, all the TV, all the movies, American products, all, all the American things, Venezuelans, and, and in Latin America basically we just consume things. Like you have no idea, like the Simpsons. The Simpsons is like the biggest thing in, in oh yeah in, in Latin America or whatever. Like it's true. I mean, like of course I know more about Mexico than the other than South America, but um, right. but it's like if it's not american it's also it's mexican like uh the telenovelas and that stuff ah, right. like yeah so i mean like i know that south americans because i i've worked with a lot of salvadorians and especially South like they're right next to mexico so they they really um know a lot about mexican culture and, and american tv right. they all watched a team when they were little and like guerra guerra de las estrellas or whatever what what, what, what right Right, I mean, yes, yeah, Star Wars was a Guerra de las Galaxias. De las Galaxias. Yeah, which sounds even more dramatic because it's several galaxies fighting, you know, at yeah. war. Not just one star having several wars. That, that's, I don't know. And Star I like Trek it too, though. Was... It rhymes better because it's Guerra de las, de las Galaxias because the G's rhyme. Right, exactly. Guerra and de las Galaxias, yeah. Star la Wars. Yeah, Guerra yeah, de las Galaxias. Galaxias, yeah. And then we had Arturito, who Arturito. is R2D2, you know. So you must know about the legend of Arturito. Because that's how they named him in in the, the Latin American dub. That's how they did. So he was called Arturito because it rhymed with R2D2. Oh my gosh. So I didn't for know years that. we had Arturito, the, the robot, whatever, you know. What is C3PO? Is C3PO C3PO? No, no, that would have been more hilarious, but no, it was just called C3PO. Oh, they just used the English names. Yeah, but then the other one was like Arturito, like little Arthur, you know? So it's, it's funny, it's... like in, in French, Arturito, it's little Arthur. In French, they go C3PO. They say they use Toi. They toi. Oh, that's, yeah. that's classy, you know? Well, tres. I don't know why they just say tres, pero. I don't know. That's it's weird, but yeah, it's like I don't know. Artodito. I love that though because I think that that I I think um, some people will say that that is like cultural um, colony, right? Cultural colonization, but. I think it's great to have some things we can talk about. I think it's great that we can we both know who Maggie Simpson is. I think you know some right, of that. Right, exactly. I, I I don't think that we should. I, I I mean, I think it's a shame when I hear that uh, the Finnish people or no the people of Iceland are losing their language because computers aren't they don't they don't make Microsoft Word they don't make computer software in their languages right so they oh, don't like wow. so it's they speak it at home sometimes but it's like their language is becoming watered down because of it. That's kind of sad, but I don't yeah. think that uh, Latin America has any danger of that. The Spanish language is alive and well. Like, <laughs> like that's a, that is a living, big, big living language. Yeah, but we've been like, uh, basically making it like more English as time goes by. We've been incorporated 
terms, especially with technology, because technology always is always like uh, in English. So then we have terms that didn't even exist. So we came up with this weird Spanglish thing. Yeah. And it's like terms that don't even exist, but we make them a term. Yeah. And, and it's weird. I learned English basically first playing video games and just saying things like game over, but it's, but we didn't know game over. And because the games didn't talk, we just call it game over. But that didn't, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it's read so we were oh got me over or whatever and that just means over like, it's that's game it. over and i was like dad what are you talking about it says right there got me over <laughs> got me over got me over you know and 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 options and continue or whatever so it's like oh yeah start options continue game over yeah? um, <laughs> are you are you still a gamer you still you're still playing games or you're just uh just doing I mean, just doing yeah. content now no, I mean I play I play video games uh, not as not as much as I used to because video games now take longer to like install or whatever and, and it, they're much bigger now than ever before. It's not mm. like in the olden days when you could just oh I want to play some Contra or Mario or whatever just yeah. press start and go. The now cartridge it's like games. Installing the new DLC and installing this thing and updating this and that and like what. You and know that's you true. Like Eighty hours of missions and stuff, and it's like, well, what is this? You're never going to start. It's, I don't know. It seems like uh, a lot of time. I love games, but I don't play them. I I think like I, I I love them. I like them a lot. I would play them, but like I feel too guilty. I got, I'm too much of a workaholic. I I can't like stop. Yeah. I always if I'm doing that, I'm like I could be making more shorts. I could be editing shorts right now. Right, exactly. To get I could be doing something about veganism. I don't want to be, and um I kind of want to play the new Star Trek game, and I might I might eventually, but I'm gonna wait a little while till somebody right. tells me it's great. Um, plus there's a comic book that leads up to the game. Anyway, that's a whole oh, other right. thing. And you've yeah. seen you've seen that Galaxy Quest that movie about Star that that that's the that that's a good Star Trek movie. Right it's there. one of the best Star Trek movies ever made. That's it's one not of a Star the best, Trek right? It's, it's not even Star Trek, but it's one of the best Star Trek movies. Yeah, I don't think and there's a Star Trek fan alive that hasn't seen that movie. I think all of us have seen <laughs> that. Yeah, I love that, I love that. It's, it's just too good. It's just too good. It's just yeah. too good movie, really. Like I, the this, yeah. I was talking with Karina about the whale. The whale one. I have the poster <laughs> of the of part four in my living room. And it's like my only kind of piece of I don't really have that fandom shit around, but I have one oh, right. I have one piece. It's the original poster. It's like it's it's old, it's vintage, and it, it's mm -hmm. so cool to have like the old painting of the of the of the Golden Gate Bridge and all that. Um right. where where can people find you and what are you working on for the future? What 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 can we expect to see from turning veganese? Well, I mean, I'm mostly on Instagram and youtube on instagram is just at turning veganese official and the youtube is just my turning veganese channel it's uh they can find me there and now I'm, I'm working on working on some things maybe by the end of the year i'm gonna do some things i was thinking of doing like the the golden ga awards you know the golden ga the awards i like that <laughs> exactly like ga the, the golden, golden ga awards yeah exactly i was thinking maybe i should do like an award show type of thing by the end of the year with like who made me ga the, the, the most that's yes. gonna be like the golden guy you know something like that and, I and, like that. and more more of the dear aj that's coming and, and the uh vegan realm and stuff and some other stuff like more live streams 
but now that I have like uh, this new job, it's been more difficult to to find time for a for a live stream stuff, the, yeah. the schedules and stuff, and because everyone lives in a different place, also like the different in time and all that. It's been kind of different, but yeah, that's why I started doing two shows was because I, I knew I wanted to do like a daily ritual show. Like mm -hmm. I, I always wanted to do like a daily morning show where we're just like having coffee and talking about vegan shit and like and then but I wanted to do like a live stream thing like we do at night and I couldn't make it both. I couldn't make it one thing. So it became two things so that it's on two different time zones. Right. So, but I, so. I like it. I like it, actually. Uh, yeah. I I watch all the I mean I try to to catch all the the pre shift and and the uh, I like the pre shift because it's like early morning yeah up and stuff for me it's 10 a.m. already but it's like I'm still like okay it's morning and stuff and it's kind of nice and the the historical figures and knowing who who was the vegan and stuff like that yeah right. that's yeah. really interesting <laughs> and of course no one was the vegan because that was like in. 800 something but i try to make it so it's like well they were plant-based or they were thinking about these things and like like today right. um uh christian eichmann who did the uh who invent who discovered vitamins like that's right. that's vegan like that's, that's something vegan, right? right that's that's vegan it always comes back to veganism right, so i feel right. like i don't know um, I like that show. Yeah, I, I like I like the uh, the AJ uh, ask AJ love. I love it just the way it is. Right. The um, the are you, what about what about the um, vegan realm? Are you going to keep it the, the same format or is it going to evolve? What are you thinking? Probably. I mean, if I get more of a budget, I might evolve it, you know? Yeah. The, the only reason that's not like an episodic thing with like more more production is because I, right now I cannot do I can only do the narration thing with me and some black and white effect and that's it could I make a small a small uh I think a really good uh, I can I can I float an idea past you for vegan realm I've been thinking about it sure yeah but just Are don't TV have to take it narrator or, or what it's what? <laughs> yeah, no. Jar Jar Binks narrating the, the Jar Jar Binks has to be in it and it has to be <laughs> no. All right. So, you have all of these stories in your head but it's just a picture it, but the videos of just of you doing it but you could take the description of a moment in your story and put that into leonardo or another ai generator and get an image of what your story's about and just edit that into the scene just just show it and i think that would be mm. like like a cool visual thing to go and it could be really funny too because sometimes the ai comes up with wacky shit that you don't know what it's going to yeah. look like and maybe you could and and you could like force it to be and it wouldn't take much time it's free and you could right. just put it on the screen as as like another visual um element of the vegan realm you could right. do it in black and white you could do all that like yeah, um, I, I thought about something like that. I wanted to do something like with like B-roll or whatever, but it's like kind of hard to find. I never really liked the B-roll videos because the narrator is always talking about something, but you see some generic video yeah, playing. And I, it's like, I know it's not the videos. Like, I don't know. It's kind, it kind of matches, but it's like, I don't know. Totally. It feels like, I don't know. It, it doesn't, I'm not such a fan of the B-roll thing, but I will use the, the Leonardo uh, images and stuff that that definitely that could be an improvement i've thought about it but i was like ah, i'm too lazy to do this thing so i was like ah, nah. well that's what i mean like the b-roll i've done videos with b-roll it's first of all it's a pain in the ass secondly mm. it's not it's not always free uh mm. and uh thirdly 
you you might think it's the best piece of b-roll ever and then somebody else is like no that does not fucking connect at all i don't know why you chose that b-roll but (laughs) (laughs) but i think like an ai scene of one of like the bear eating the no 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 like something like that would have been so funny and then you could just like and it could be still doesn't have to be video it could just be you know i think it'd be cool like um like a funny thing that could happen. So yeah, exactly. consider did, it. Yeah, I did generate an image, an AI image of the bull, that the story with the bull afterwards, of course. And I uh, I shared it in the community tab, but it was like, it was weird because then I had to write the negative prompt to not show certain things. It's like, no, don't show this, don't show that. And stuff like that. It's weird. Yes, like storybook style. Yeah, I think it could be like vegan realm storybook style. I think you could totally do it. I think, I think, and I think uh, because we know your sense of humor, if it was like a funny image, it would still be great. Or if it was like a scary image, anybody who knows your sense of humor, I think you could, you could express yourself through it better than trying to find B-roll that fits what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's, that's why I don't want to push it, but I think. No, yeah. That I'll, I'll I'll see I'll incorporate it definitely yeah that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've accomplished something then. Yeah, AJ. Um, anything else you'd like to say before we go? Because uh, it's 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 been a long one. I've enjoyed talking with you. Uh, we yeah, night- no, I've enjoyed talking too. You know, it's 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 been a long one really because I've seen your like interviews and stuff, and they're like, oh, an hour. Okay, let's let's just wrap. It I up. try to do an hour, but like, um, yeah. but sometimes sometimes I go a little bit long or whatever, and you know, um, I especially I get stuck in pop culture shit because I want to. Not every time can I talk about. I don't know Star Wars or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And we're we're kind of like the same age range and stuff, so we kind of experience like the same, some of the same movies, TV shows. And totally. In a different era, where no no streaming or anything, you had to watch it that time or else you missed it and stuff like that. So yeah. So yeah, well, I don't. One last thing. Um, right. So yeah when i didn't elaborate when when you asked me about uh why i was doing the activism thing or the youtube thing and stuff is because when when i wanted to tell everyone about this nobody wanted to listen really my friends my friends you know how it is the family friends they don't yeah. want anything and i was like no i want to say this thing I, I i have something to say about this so i was like whoever wants to listen i'll just create my my content and that's what i wanted to do and uh, that's what I've been doing and trying to convince my family has been hell because they, they, that, yeah. I mean, they don't like any of my ideas anyway, but <laughs> that one even less. So it's like, I don't know. My mom was like the other day, uh, well, I'm only eating chicken and fish. And I'm like, that doesn't do anything. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to change the status of animals here. What is the status, you purist? <laughs> Man, I'm like, uh, that's not a thing. I'm like, no. And I and I just said, okay, but the important thing is to know that animals, blah, 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 they don't deserve this, whatever, and not seeing them as things to consume. But I don't know. I've been trying to get them to watch Dominion, but it hasn't happened. I asked them for my birthday last month, and it's been a month, and no no one has said anything about Dominion. So Well, maybe start, the, start them off on Cowspiracy or something, you know, something a little easier, or Food Inc., or like... Uh... Uh, I don't know, because Food Inc., actually, when I watched it in 2009, made us all go to McDonald's. Really? 
instead of, yeah, because they said McDonald's this, McDonald's that. It was like, to me, that documentary was an advert for McDonald's because it was all, McDonald's is bad, McDonald's is evil, and McDonald's this and McDonald's that. I was like, everybody wants to go to get some McDonald's. Let's go to McDonald's. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. No, not for me. But, but Conspiracy did get me to go vegan. But the thing is that watching it again, that documentary is more about the environment, right? Not really the animal abuse. Yeah, I mean, the documentaries are going to be the same. I mean... That's always the thing, right? People, people. Do you know how many people have told me they went vegan because of fucking game changers? And that's not about, yeah, a lot. Or I've had people tell me they went vegan because they read Skinny Bitch. I've, um, and that's all just for health. A lot right. of people go vegan for those reasons, or go plant based for those reasons, and then they find out about the ethics because of, you know. So I mean, I've had to change my outlook on that. Like I wish that I could just sit everyone and show them Dominion. But half the people won't watch it. Like I would say yeah. 90% won't even watch it. The ones that you get to watch it, they want to fast forward through it because they can't see it all, right? Like, keep skip this part. I get it. I understand, okay? Just skip it. It's like, no, sit here and sit with this. Mm -hmm. um, but people can't do it. So, I mean... Yeah. No, I try to... I try to... I shared even the, the uh, Gary Yurovsky speech. And all I got was... Oh, he's got like a funny voice. That's all. That's what I got from my mother. Yeah, he talks funny. That's what I got. Forks over knives. That's one that always does it. Blackfish ah, is pretty right. easy. Blackfish, not not even a movie made by vegans. Um, right. Blackfish, yeah, but I don't know. It's but it's easy to like, oh, blackfish, the sea world thing. And yeah, it's easy to feel for, for the orcas because that's not something the majority of people do. They don't my, most people don't go to Aquarians or or you yeah. know Sea World specifically, so being against it is really easy to do. But Forks Over Knives was really good. I mean, that's ah, Forks Over Knives has got the one about the how their penises start working again too. I mean, that's always a <laughs> that's always a winner right. for me. I'm like, yeah, that's a good enough reason right there. Lead with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I tried Dominion because I was like, no, I'm tired. It's been I've been vegan for too long, and these people don't want to hear me. Go watch Dominion. Yeah. Ah, Revolta, nice. It's somewhere, yeah. Nothing I've ever suggested worked on non-vegans. Well, <laughs> exactly. That's the <laughs> thing, right? They don't want to hear it. And if, especially if you're like a family member or something. Mm. Because I just know that someday my mother will will say will just say to me, I don't know where, oh, have you seen this and that? And it was because some stranger yeah. sent them something and it's like the stranger convinced her. Not yeah. me. <laughs> and you're like... And then she's gonna tell me, but you didn't tell me that this was this way. Was, uh, yeah, you didn't want to hear it. I was yeah. trying to tell you. <laughs> I tried to tell you, you didn't want to listen to me. Right. You never listen. It's gonna happen. I know. I know it's gonna happen. But yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, that, I don't know. That's that's my my. Yeah, no one ever listens to me. Yeah, I don't know. Family and friends don't want to listen to to my wisdom. I don't know why. I mean. It's like so. Animal. Well, I think that. Okay. Well, all right. I know. Okay, we're gonna go soon. But right. something that Justin on Debug Your Brain talked about, well, where, where the community of vegans, when they are together and have strong bonds, and then they go together someplace, their strength helps convince others. I think that's why Cube of Truth really works. It's not that the the imagery. It's that there's more people now. There's 10 people there now saying this is wrong. And then one person's like, no, I disagree. And you're like, really watch this. And now there's 10 people watching you 
watch it. There's a power in numbers. There's a strength in numbers. Mm, vegan strength. That could be too. Yeah, exactly. That that could also be. Like if you like if your mom came to my house and five of us were there eating eating vegan, and she's the only non-vegan, I guarantee she would start listening up to what we had to say because she doesn't have a choice. There's five of us. There's one of her. Right. Like it's right, exactly. gonna be strength in numbers. Bring your vegan friends to meet your mom. Bring your vegan friends to your book club. Bring your vegan friends to your the gym. Wherever you're going, mm -hmm. friends, strength in numbers. That right, it, exactly. It's so Something important. Like that, yeah. The 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 vegan community. That's why I started doing this, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everyone tells me about Okay. I haven't seen it. Ah, it's a, all right. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I want to see it. I see it's it. animated. It's supposed to be really good. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, when I watched Earthlings, but I watched it when I was already vegan, and it was absolutely brutal. I was like, no, I want to see it because I was like, no, I, I owe it. I thought that I owe it to the animals to see what I was doing to them. Oh my God, I still feel that way when I see stuff on Instagram. I'm like, I don't want to look away. I have to, I owe it to them. To, wit right. to bear so, witness or so, something. So I watched Earthlings, all of Earthlings, without covering my my eyes or anything. I was like, no, I'm going to sit through this thing and I'm going to watch it. Of course, I would pause it like every 20 minutes, go cry in a corner and then come back and like, okay, let's continue. But it was so horrible. Like the, at the beginning already, if you're not vegan by the first five minutes, yeah. what, what, what are you? Because when they throw that dog to the garbage uh, truck, that's it. Like no. <laughs> well, that's how I feel about the uh, the chicks that's in the mask. The chicks going into the macerator. I saw long after I, I was vegan for probably fifteen years or something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I see the chicks going in the macerator dozens at a time. You know, maybe hundreds at a time. They're going right. into the grinder. You know, and I'm like, I hate everybody. I hate all human beings. I immediately started getting angry at human beings. And I'm like, how? Right. I'm like, all you assholes have seen this shit, and you're still eating omelets. Like, what are you? Are you? You can't. How do you watch? If you can watch that and be okay with it, you cannot be a friend of mine. That's right. That's it. Who can watch that and then continue doing what that thing? And it doesn't make sense, really. Also, there's Schindler's List. I think that's a good one. I rewatched it recently. <laughs> I rewatched it recently. And God damn, it's a movie about veganism as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't believe – I mean, it came out like 94, 95, but like I, that was 10 years before I went vegan. And I didn't make – but now, man, I saw it recently. Holy shit. I was like, this is – this movie's about veganism. It's about <laughs> bearing witness. It's about power. It's about all the things that people are corrupted into. So anyway – Turning right. Veganese, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really hey, do appreciate you. you. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was it was really great. If it was for me, we would be talking for like five hours about Star Trek and that episode. <laughs> that episode with uh, the, the weird fight with Kirk and the uh, monster that these are like monsters. The, the Gorn. The Gorn, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Gorn, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the Gorn are the main baddies of the new season. They're like the baddies of the of the of Strange New Worlds. The Gorn yeah. are in the yeah. They're they're the they're the villains in the new Star Trek. But they look right. way they were they look much scarier than the uh 
than the guy in the rubber suit. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll stick oh, right. around um until after the uh until after the credits, but um until then, I'll see you later, okay? All right. Don't go anywhere. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all Guys, thank you so much for all the super chats. Just joking, you didn't even give me any super chats. But um, just joking. I'm just I'm just playing with y'all. Thank you everybody for joining us. And um, I'm gonna be here on Sunday with Lauren. If anybody wants to be on Lauren Vegan Yoga Mama, will be on the show. She's coming back on Sunday. Um, I'm taking. I always take Saturdays off to catch up on all the other stuff for the channel. But also, please do check out the. Um, I want to make one more pitch about this about the shirts you know there we have some i dropped six new shirts today on the vegan of course shop we have six new shirts i have this one that says these nuts are carb are carbon negative vegan of course.net these nuts are carbon negative and the these nuts have uh nuts in them and then we have the vegan of course activist shirts a lot of you guys were asking about the black and white here's the gorillas in the mist edition and we have also this one that is orangutan sunset activist edition it's printed on three sides for activist use so you can have the word a vegan message on all three sides i also have this one which was is is a is a take the working class vegan because working class hero was a famous shirt that john lennon wore and i really loved it so i played one that said working class vegan then we have this one that dropped today it said we should all be vegans there was one where it said we should all be feminists. I ripped that off. It was a famous shirt that a bunch of people were wearing at Fashion Week. We should all be feminists. I changed it to we should all be vegans. It's a really simple shirt. It's just on the front. And then we have another activist shirt. This one's called Time to Go Vegan. It has the symbol for the membership badge of this channel. And on both sides, it's on three sides. It has the V logo on the left sleeve and also has the orangutan sunset vegan of course on the back all of these shirts just dropped today these six dropped today but don't forget we have big duck energy and we also have vegan strength all available right now we also have my favorite which is i'm not a pick me vegan i'm a fuck you vegan that's my favorite one and the big bird is dead and i'm splitting that one with jess if you buy that one 50 percent will go to jess mckay in his uh single issue campaign for big bird um, protesting the Jim Henson company and their use of tortured dead animals to decorate puppets. Guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here and I hope that you'll think about that based. I think it's based too. These nuts. Yeah. So don't forget that the these nuts are there. Um, it's pretty funny. These nuts are carbon negative. You can get protein and still be carbon negative. So I think that's pretty badass. That's a, that's at veganofcourse.net And, um, Vegan, of course, at Etsy.com does not have all of those yet. It's going to be on the main website first, veganofcourse.net. It's the only place it's available for right now. 
Um, and we it is it ships everywhere. So if you're European or Australian or whatever, don't worry, we have them. I'm not a pick me vegan. I'm a fuck you vegan. All right, guys, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you for everything. I love you vegans, and I'll see you on Sunday. Bye.